0: Blood Talk Radio
1: Good afternoon, good evening, hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eden Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And that's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2. Hey, we got a great show going on. Uh we got Arista Don Tree in the house. She's gonna be joining us shortly. Meanwhile, I want to let you you know what's going over on over here on. Y'all know how I do it. Hey, it don't matter. We don't have any rules or regulations. But meanwhile, going on over here at Eaton Media Services, we got a lot of stuff happening. And uh, let me start by saying we have a morning show now on KBOB 89.9 FM Tulsa, the Valley vale Morning Show. So you guys tune in. You guys tune in, and we're going to be uh, 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 giving that show Will they be laughing and cracking up, and but giving you information that you need? Also, on uh, Eaton Media Services, on uh, we have coming soon, Mister Daryl Bright and Miss Joyce Williams. You know, they're going to be on the show uh, doing education. So we going going—they're going to be talking about education. Also, Charles Harper and Damali Wilson. News you can use. World One Development will be having a show. They'll be coming on. Also, Vanessa Hall Harper show will be debuting this Saturday, 11 p.m. No, not 11 p.m. 11 a.m. Yeah, I'm getting all mixed up. Come on, Bobby, get it together. And uh, that's what's going to be taking place over here every Saturday from two to five. Um, Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor, playing some of your old school music, some of that old school music back in the day, so you can tune in to Dale. And DJ Perfecto at 6 o'clock until 10, you know, midnight. He's in here playing some old school and some slow jams and things like that. Also on Sundays uh, from 2 to 5, DJ uh, DJ Mac, you know, D-Mac, jazz on a Sunday. So that's what's going on. Got a lot of stuff happening. But Tree is in the house, and we're going to be talking about uh, what she got going on. And uh, I'm trying to find uh, some stuff right here, but I'm having some problems. You know, so you guys stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. Stay tuned. Hey, my co-host Sansa Ray isn't here, and uh, she's out sick and stuff like that. So Sansa Ray, hope you get well and uh, other stuff, you know. Juice Radio Show. Every Thursday night, young people coming together. Uh, Juice radio show headed up by Ramal, the hometown heat, and uh, Ramal does a great job. I mean, he's just all over the place, you know. Just what can I say about that young man? He's just all over the place, doing good things in the community, and um, we wanna. He was sick just a day or two ago. And but he's feeling a lot better. So that's like my right arm right there, you know, between him and my son, Trey. You know, they're the ones who kind of work this deal. So we just want to make sure that they OK. When
2: I am helping a customer. I need to treat.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm all throw it off right now, but I'm gonna be better, though. <laughs> That's why we say we tell our stories our way, we do what we do, and, uh, you know, we split verbs, we do whatever is necessary to get the word across, so that's what we want to do, so over here, Bobby Eaton Show, you know, we're going to be right back with Miss Don, so uh, you guys stick around, and uh, we'll be right back, okay. That's the sounds of Tulsa's own Gap Band. Hey, G-A-P, Greenwood, Archie, and Pine Street Band. Oh, yeah, Charlie Wilson, Robert Wilson, and Ronnie Wilson. And, you know, they dropped a bomb on us down on Black Wall Street, you know, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, 1921 Massacre. In the studio, Don Tree, how we doing?
3: I'm blessed, you know. You're blessed. I'm good.
1: Good to see you.
3: Yeah. You same, know. Same.
1: But good to see you. So how have things been?
3: I would say, um, I mean, blessed, as I just said, mm-hmm. but busy. This is a season. You've been a busy season. bee, huh? Busy. Yeah.
1: To our listening audience, tell everybody, where were you born and raised?
3: I was born in St. Louis. St. Louis. Missouri, 1985. And then uh, we moved quickly after that to North Carolina, where my grandma was. She was sick, so mm-hmm. so we moved there, and um, I stayed there for ten for eleven years in Clinton, North Carolina, and then Clinton,
1: North Carolina. Clinton. Never heard of it. That's uh, a little
3: I, ta- is that a little small? Yes, yeah, small town, half an hour away from Fayetteville. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, then my father he passed away uh, when I was seven years old, and then quickly after we moved to Tulsa, my brother was going to ORU, and he had kind of set up life here, so. We moved here, and moved that here. was extreme. How long, long have you been shock,
1: here?
3: I would say. <laughs> How long? Um. How long have you been
1: in Tulsa? Shoot.
3: Now, I mean, just base because I moved out to D.C. for eight years, but uh, at the time, I think it was about twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah, and then I moved.
0: You, uh, did you went to school adult. here
3: too. Uh, yeah, I went to Jinx High School, and then I went to University of Oklahoma in Norman. Okay. And uh, minored in um, journalism. And a minor in
1: Africana studies. Oh, okay. Great, great, great. So that's where you get all that culture, some of that culture from, uh, from research.
3: Research. And then uh, I really feel like my father is just kind of living inside of me. My mom would say that I'm the closest to him. He had a PhD in socioeconomics and Uh he really just died too early. Um, And some might say conspiracy, but Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to go too much into that. But Mm -hmm. he was a visionary in his community in St. Louis. And so I really feel like I got a lot of um, my aspirations for a deeper kind of uh, understanding of my people and roots and associated with economics and social from him.
0: Mm -hmm. From
1: him. Yeah. Now, people who wouldn't know, uh, if you just saw Don Tree, you know, there's some difference right there. Mm -hmm. You make yourself unique in a way to present yourself unique to people. And uh, they can always describe you, oh, yeah, the lady, yeah, the lady with the the dreads or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Because culturally, you express yourself in a way that's different, Mm. that's quite different. And, uh, you know, people notice that, you know. Is that something you did purposely or is that something that you did because you you wanted to bring some self-awareness about yourself?
3: Uh, if anything, no, I don't wake up every day and think about what people think at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always kind of been like I call myself the colorful sheep in my family. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I think it's just innate. God made me this way and so that's the way mm-hmm. I, I stride every day. And uh it's gotten even more I would say just authentic just from me be- traveling different places, the gifts that I received. Uh, you know, this was a gift. Mm-hmm. It's handmade and uh, you got a scarf
1: around your neck, right? People uh-huh. can't
3: see so much, yeah. but it was uh, hand weaved in Ghana, and so you know, things that I pick up, and uh, even the dialect that I use a lot of it. I know a couple languages now in Ghana, so I mean, it just and we haven't talked on that much, but mm-hmm. I we'll travel outside, okay. mm-hmm. and so it just all comes together. It's just divine, I would say.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, you have a passion for art, I do, you paint. You take pictures, photography. You do all of it. You build websites. You do all of this stuff. Right. So where did the artistry well start for you? When? Were you a little girl when that took place? Or did you develop that as you got older? Or Where did it start?
3: Uh, my earliest recollection of me liking art was I, I was entered into a contest, and I drew a horse.
1: How old were you?
3: I was, um ooh, I'm thinking I was like eight or nine years old. I was in North Carolina at the time, and I won this contest, and they had me frame the, the horse and send it back to them, and they never gave me the, the horse back. They gave me the award, but they never gave me the picture back, and so I kind of had that in my mind, you know, in terms of they didn't give me my, my art back, and then, um, so from then on, you know, I'm, I've been, for the better part of my life, I would say, Uh, for a part of my life. I was an introvert. You know, I think I've grown out of that a little bit. Yeah. Uh Entrepreneurship has kind of thrust me out of that place. But, yeah, so I would spend a lot of my time, like, in the house, painting, in my mind, you know, and bringing that out. So uh, even in high school, it happened again. I did a piece for this Holocaust class I was taking. And I don't even want to mention her name, but she took the painting, too. She took it. Took it. Yeah, so I think for a little while I was kind of in this place of, uh, oh, I'm creating beautiful art. People are awarding me in ways, but at the same time, it's being taken. So it, it was kind of a, 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 interesting concept as a child, you know. And then when I went to the University of Oklahoma, I started selling art in the gallery in the student union, mm-hmm. and you know they would call. That first time they called me, they were like, "You sold some art." And they mentioned how people don't sell art in the art gallery. They're like, some of this stuff is collecting dust, and you actually sold your art. So, you know, I felt like I was creating something different that people wanted. And then it was also rewarding to get a check from the university. So, you know, that's when I first started selling, I would say.
1: start selling, huh? Yeah, in college. hmm You've been selling ever since, huh?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, off and on. And then I moved to DC and was invited into a show on First Street in, in DC, I think it was Northeast DC. And uh, I sold a piece out at the same time, had organized this event to uplift youth and do a youth mural, mural on George Avenue. Did you so, do it? Yeah, I did it. And the painting uh, hung at Sankofa Bookstore for uh, a year. And then, uh, but I had entered this piece into the show. I was using my kitchen, basically, and living room as my studio. Mm -hmm. And I created this experimental piece. I had gone to the thrift store, got some records. I was melting records. I was doing some weird stuff. Because usually I would just paint kind of, not realistic, but, you know, collagey and yeah. so I experimented with this style, and I sold the piece for like two hundred fifty dollars. And I was like, mm, "Let me explore this some more." It was let all. Me do wood. It. Let me let
1: me do it again. Yeah, uh, let me do
3: that. So yeah, so yeah, that's kind of um, where I developed the style, um, and then I'm just been going from there.
1: Going from there, huh? Yeah. Ah, that's interesting that uh, it was like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So that's the art piece. Okay. It's in my blood. I, I in your like. blood
1: to do that, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, uh, have you ever collaborated with other artists?
3: I have, I have, and sometimes um, some artists don't have the same work ethic as I do, so that can be interesting, and then, um, and oftentimes they, we do get it done, you know, like when I did the mural, I brought in about four different muralists in the city in D.C., and we completed it and got it done, and it was it's very well played out. So
1: mm-hmm. there are
3: times where it's good and there's times where it's not. Yeah, oh, where it's
1: not so good. Huh? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So some people you can case, work with and some of them you can't, is that right. what you're saying. And in that case,
3: if anything, it just pulls out more inner strength from me, you know, because I don't like things to go south or to be looked to not be completed. I like to go from A to Z, you know, if I'm going to do anything. So if that person is not capable of bringing it, then I have to bring it 100 times.
1: More. Mhm. So you're overworked in that area, huh?
3: At times. At times. So you
1: gotta do a lot more work than what they do because they can't bring it. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, huh? Yeah,
3: I say sometimes.
1: Have you, who inspired you? What type of uh artists inspire you? Who I mean who do you really look at and say, Wow, that work is just impeccable. That's just oh uh
3: <laughs> I think if anything maybe their brains Like and the way they look at art inspire me. So, um, um, I would say Jackson Pollock is Mm -hmm. he's a white man, but he has uh, the way he would talk about art and not making any mistakes and how everything's supposed to be Mm -hmm. the way it's supposed to be. He was a drip artist too. A lot of okay drip, yeah, paint paint dripping. He would paint on the floor and drip the paint. And at first, he was doing more kind of. Surrealist stuff, and then he got real abstract uh, later in his career when he married this woman and she helped him promote his art. Got him a Times Magazine article, and then he kind of just blew up. But the way he would speak about his art is kind of, it was very poetic and it kind of influenced me a lot. And then um, Jean-Michel Basquiat,
1: I would say. What's it? Repeat that name again, please. His,
3: his name is Jean-Michel Michel Basquiat. And so, Basquiat. Yeah, he's a black man. Um, He was young. And he, I think his trajectory as a young person, and then by the time he died, which he died at 27, he was a millionaire uh, as an abstract artist, surrealist artist. And his stuff now is selling for millions. Jay-Z bought one of his pieces called Empire for, I think, $4.5 million. Mm, and okay. And he had one auction off for about $101 Amazing, man, got it.
1: Boy, if you get there, all you need is one good one, huh? I mean, yeah. but
3: he was selling a lot. And yeah. So his um, kind of life story influenced me, yeah. if anything. Mm-hmm. And he hung out with people like Madonna, mm-hmm. Corny Love, Um. Andy Warhol,
1: mm-hmm. you
3: know, he was in Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, all those, yeah. But he was poor uh, for a long time. For Andy. Yeah. No, um, Jean Michel Basquiat. Of oh, okay. Basquiat.
1: Mm. He was poor for a long time, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and till...
1: Now you saw you sold a few high dollar paintings yourself. Yeah. Throughout the years, it's huh? It's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 So I'm ready to, you know, You're ready continue to continue on selling it. Yeah. You know? I mean, the the, you the work the... I
3: put into it, yes. Yeah.
1: You do all of this full time. This is your business.
3: Huh? Yes. Underground Tree Studios is my business.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: My my baby right now. I don't uh-huh. have any
0: kids. Right. My kids.
1: Uh, this is your baby and your kids. <laughs> so if someone wanted to get in touch with you, mm. how could they get in touch with With, with you? me? Yeah.
0: Um,
3: you can go to my website, which is the letter U, tree, T-R-E-E, P, the letter P, dot com. So they can go there. Mm-hmm. They can email me, undergroundtreeinfo at gmail.com. So they can do that.
1: Yeah. And so,
3: then um, from there, you can find my, my information mm-hmm. on my website.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you have uh, uh, right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit what you got right in your hand right there.
3: So, you know, I, I'm in Tulsa.
1: You right know, in Tulsa. We, we
3: played that song, they dropped the bomb. Uh-huh. And uh it's not just a love song, you know. It's mm-hmm. talking about dropping bombs on Tulsa. Right. Uh so in 1921, there was a massacre. Uh and before that, it was called America's Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And so there were thriving businesses as you know, over
1: 200
3: businesses, black businesses. And so I heard
1: 600.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Mhm. They like to limit Oh, know all They yeah, limit the lower end, you all know. Time. Wikipedia, they say only 300 people died. Uh,
1: that's them talking. Yeah, right. You know, my daddy and all of those they'll just say it was so many businesses, you couldn't even ca- count them all. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, around it wasn't 600. Just that strip. It, it, Greenwood. It, it, Greenwood went from Greenwood and Archer all the way down uh, Greenwood to Pine mm-hmm. Street. And we talk about Greenwood. It had flourishing businesses all down there. I was a little boy and I saw. A lot of those businesses Because after they bombed uh, Greenwood They rebuilt it Right, about down, five
3: years later Yeah,
1: five years later, they rebuilt And I mean, it was more mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. businesses, you know And uh, as a little boy, I would go down there And they had movie theaters And pool mm-hmm. halls And all kinds of eateries And entertainment mm-hmm. places on Greenwood Right And it was doing good, you know And uh I was like, wow, just a little guy going to the movies uh on Greenwood. But you know, we often talk about Greenwood all the time. Mm. We talk about Greenwood, but we never talk about Lansing. You know, and yeah. And Lansing was uh your father was talking about yeah, that one day. Yeah. Yeah. Lansing had everything that Greenwood mm. had, you know. And you know, movie mm-hmm. theaters and the same thing, right? Mm-hmm.
3: So in high school cuz I lived out south, right? Mm -hmm. I went to Jinx So I wasn't, you know, if anything I was um, focused on my black history I introduced that to Jinx I felt like, you know, I started African American Student Association Mm -hmm. Was doing progressive things But my Interaction with the North Side was limited Mm -hmm. You see And um, it wasn't until my mom told me What happened here Did I really get hip to it Because they don't teach it in the school Well, they didn't
1: teach it even when I was in school Yeah, So it wasn't taught
3: It's it's becoming more
1: Yeah, I think the reason That it wasn't taught is because our parents and, well, my daddy taught me, but you know, taught us about activism and things Mm -hmm. like that. But the massacre was never talked about because they didn't want it to reoccur again.
3: Right.
1: Black. Black. So they tried to protect, you know. There's a
3: level of fear.
1: A level of fear, right? Uh oh, this could happen again. Right. You know, so they never did teach it in the schools, Mm -hmm. they never did talk about it. You know, but um,
0: uh, well, now
1: everybody's talking about
0: it. it see, see mean, it, it's a
1: conversation yeah, now. It's coming up now. Yeah, the centennial is coming up. Oh yeah. Uh uh-huh.
3: But when I when I would go, because I lived in D.C., a job took me there. I was working at a nonprofit. They mm-hmm. recruited me, and I got I went there straight out of college. And then um, coming back home, I would never want to be here long,
1: yeah. ever. I, I left and never would want to come back yeah. to all. So I just said no. I come only to visit, maybe a day or two, and I'm out of there. I'm I went in for
3: a week, but then I just yeah. didn't want to be I, here.
1: I pop in and pop out ready to go. Right.
4: You know.
3: So it wasn't until maybe almost three years now when I moved back uh, that I decided that I want to be heavily marinated in the black community. So I make an effort. You know, I stay like mid, like 61st Street. and uh, so 61st I make, and what? Memorial.
1: Memorial. That's mm-hmm. where you at right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So by, I, by yourself, huh? No, I shouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, let's yeah. not publicize. Yeah, my not publicize, my situation. you know? <laughs> have a stalker or
3: something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you uh, come, uh, so I came, you know, and I come over here. I'm over here all the time, you know. I have. Or office, a in of the people. Oklahoma Eagle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. I mean, I barely go south. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, through that.
1: You're writing for the newspaper.
3: Yeah, I contribute to the paper.
1: Oh, um, okay. I'm a journalist Yeah, yeah you know? I know yeah yeah that's right Someone, t- Fred and them told me you were over there so. yeah. yeah yeah
3: so uh, If anything so Being an entrepreneur and coming back here From DC where the mindset is a, Is a bit more uh, Global you know Like these people are flying in and out Going places especially at the non-profit You have people at the time I hadn't been to Africa And they had been there and they think they know everything So that's why I would be like the white people here Are different from You know, white people in D.C. are... Different mindset, huh?
1: So what's the difference?
3: difference? They're more Uh, global-minded. These these are more like country bumpkin, like
1: racist, uh, Mm
3: -hmm. you know. Here in Oklahoma. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: yes. And then
3: there is more of a global, like they've been to Africa. They can tell you everything about yourself.
1: More about Mm -hmm. you than you know about your own self. They Uh try,
3: they try. try Well, I'm just saying with certain people. They can.
1: They can. Yeah. yeah. Heavily
3: dominate. Yeah, one so, thing I
1: noticed about Caucasians is that <laughs> they will investigate and do research on a culture and a Especially and a their religion.
3: Their Look,
1: religion. They oh. Especially religion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If,
3: anyway, so coming back here, I was just kind of I get angsty because it's like I want to work with the black community. That's my business is marketing where I want to create graphics and do logos and propel and help businesses thrive in the black community. Uh-huh. And there's a sense of people don't want to thrive or they do, but they don't know how. But then they still neglect. Here in Tulsa. Yeah, they still neglect. Black
2: Tulsa we talking the about. The tools
3: that you yeah. have. And if anything, they want to support white business before they support black business. And it's an unhealthy mentality here. So being here, I just, I started creating this graphic art because I usually just paint. And I started creating this graphic art, which um, at first it was just the prints. And then this past year, I decided to put it in a book. So this first one, let's see. Actually, I came back. I went to Tulsa Tech for graphics and web design. Just to get more mm-hmm. you know and uh the first one i created in class i uh, was just say that is this one where I, i've seen that you, you have one of them
1: yeah mm-hmm.
3: where the city tulsa you know black wall street's on fire mm-hmm. and you have the smoke coming up and it says little africa on fire mm-hmm. and this happened june 1st 1921 and they wrote the date and everything on it and then uh running the negro out of tulsa is also uh Written on one of the photos, and so I took a boy from the 20s, brought him up, put headphones, a chain, and Nikes on him, hmm. and I just remember being at the computer, just yeah, kind of playing kind around. Yeah, playing around, it.
1: and that idea just popped on you. Oh
3: yeah, and then uh, I started printing them out, and and people were buying it like all over, like DC, wherever I was at Philly, and so then this past two years been back, I created ten more, and created so fast. You know, it's just the spirit of Tulsa that makes me want to create it. Because when I'm anywhere else, I don't think about tragedy and why the mentality is the way it is. And that's what keeps me creating these when I'm here. Because it's like, you know, things should not be this way in the place where it was thriving once was. You know, having that knowledge of the fact that it was thriving. There were people here who had more than one house, more than one car, more than one business. And then to see what it is now where people are almost begging money from these philanthropists, you know, and I'm just like, it's not right. So it just encourages me to move fast. I'm talking about quick. It, it only took me like two months to put this book together. Mm-hmm. And most of it was going, nice going back. Too. Thank you. It mm-hmm. was Most of it was going back and forth with the publishing company to get the dimensions and everything. Right. But, mm-hmm. but the most part I had it, you know, so it, I thank Tulsa for what it is
1: If if you could really Make some changes in the black Community uh, What would you Do Where, where would you start
3: uh, Let's start with the economy Let's start with Replenishing the economy and the money That was taken mm-hmm. Let's start there Let's start with also I would say Tracking down the terrorists that had something to do with the destroying of Tulsa and Black
1: Wall Street. Tracking down the terrorists. How would you go about doing that?
3: Investigative journalism, getting real deep. I mean, that they're doing a portion of some studies right now with the mass graves, mm-hmm. but it would be similar to that. You know, having a whole budget put towards people finding, investigating who actually had a large percentage... To do large influence on the destroying of Tulsa, uh, Black Wall Street
0: mm-hmm.
3: and certain businesses because they went into the houses, they took the equipment out of the businesses. Oh, for sure, they, they did everything. Tul- they raped, they
1: raped. Yeah, uh, Black Tulsa, exactly. You know, because back in those days, even some blacks had fine china. Mm-hmm. And chandeliers, and furniture, and p- furniture, and plumbing. Yes. Some of them it, even had pl- plumbing and everything. Nice back. equipment, yeah, camera uh, equipment, yeah. printing everything. equipment,
3: everything you can think of. Doctor mm-hmm. equipment, mm-hmm. lawyer. And they
1: stole that, legal. and yeah, took all of that and Same. blew up. Blew so up. Mm-hmm. to
3: find the terrorists who did it and see who is on top now, you know, you have a lot of large percentage of these philanthropists. I could, you know, probably bet. That has some that their forefathers have something to do with their riches now, so you know that type of justice, like real justice mm-hmm. and um then there needs to be something put for i mean where you know say say people who are doing things entrepreneurs mm-hmm. where there's a
1: i think you know Don, I think a lot of the skill sets uh have been taken away from our people because our young people and our young black. Uh, African American men, black men, don't have skill sets. The younger ones don't. They don't know how to paint. They don't know how to a lot to is build. Choice now, a yeah, lot life is, is by, by choice. choice that mentality. Yeah, mentality, and they don't even know how to change the flat on a tire. Uh, for flat, I mean, change the flat on a car. So, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, and I, I will attribute that to mental
3: illness. Mental I feel illness, like Mental right. illness is very rampant in Tulsa. I'm not going to just say black community, yeah. Tulsa in terms, and you know, you go back to 1900s when it, one generation after slavery, we're working together. We mm-hmm. have no choice. Right. We know how to work together. I mean, it was legally segregated, segregated but I really feel like at that time, they still would have done the same thing without it being segregated,
1: mm-hmm.
3: but they came together well, and built system. that. The system They built that, you mm-hmm. know, and even, Five years later, they built that. You have people donating from other places, other cities, back to Black Wall Street. And then you have urban removal, Mm
1: -hmm. you know.
3: And all of that is attributing to mental illness.
1: And we have a lot of severe in our community.
3: There should be reparations towards mental illness Mm -hmm. as well.
1: We don't have a lot of cultural mental illness therapists who can address us in a cultural way. You know, we don't have that, and we need that. That's a need in our community.
3: Mental, I feel mental, like mental if somebody, is
1: somebody w- wants to just get a plane ticket and
3: go to Africa, you know, in a in a very um, well-thought-out way, you
1: know, go there, that's a way to relieve some, some of the mental. But financially, yeah, exactly. uh, we don't have the finances exactly. to just pick up and get a plane exactly. and go to Africa. Well, you know, and, a lot and, of us and, have
3: to and, um, really reduce our lust for materialism. Yeah, you know.
1: but think about it a mother who has two or three kids, you know, and she's struggling yeah. to pay her bills and feed those children. It's kind of hard for her to say, put that on hold and take a trip. Oh,
3: it's very true. You
1: know, now when you're single and you're by yourself, you know. It's and, still but, hard for me. Yeah, yeah, and it still can can be difficult. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't work for nobody. Yeah, party. right, right, right. You know, and it's still hard, but, but, you know, you have a means of making the income to get to a point to where you can probably I know how to sacrifice a lot. Sacrifice and save for a trip. Yes. You know, and some people I'm saving don't know how to for a trip. sacrifice. I know how to save for a trip and sacrifice. Yes. You know, instead of eating burgers, I'm going to just yes. eat some some, some, some beans and rice. Right, you know and put I mean? it in the freezer and yeah. eat it exactly. every day. eat it every day <laughs> until know. I can accumulate enough money, money to I get need. my plane ticket and my passport. don't have that Yeah, ethic. and they don't have that ethic uh, or that desire Even. to want to step out of their comfort they zone. They do, though, because they'll talk about it. Well, we'll spend our money on everything else. Jordan. Yeah, we'll, yeah, Kansas, saying, yeah, we'll do that.
3: Ladies,
1: yeah. You know, give it to the white man. Mm-hmm. We'll do. And we won't <laughs> spend it on ourselves for to be cultural and to get information of, of our history, of yeah. who we are.
3: And I wouldn't even say, you know, you go for a vacation like two weeks, even <sighs> one week. It's not enough. You got to be there. You got to be there. And, you
1: know, the people that I know, because I know a few brothers who go over to Africa and they stay for a month or they stay for two months. And then they come back to the States yeah. all pumped up and, you know, culturally just, uh, the you know, and with all of this information and all of this history after living over in the motherland. Yes. And which is quite different, you know, mm-hmm. once you go over there.
3: Oh, I mean, everybody's black. You have innate culture. I mean, it's just amazing.
1: Now, let me ask you this question.
3: And I went, can I say this? Yeah, go ahead. Initially went to Ghana. That's where I've been. And the first time was six years ago, and I worked with a tourism company. And so through my business, um, this tourism company contacted me and said they needed some marketing. So we worked it out where I went. And in exchange for basically touring me around and hosting me, I was in charge of their marketing for that period of time. So I went for six months, and that was a long time. (laughs) And I learned a lot. And uh, since then, I've been back three times, and I just got back. Maybe a month, two months now going on. uh, For um, and you're going back, right? An artist residency, Mm -hmm. yes. I secured some land, so I will be going back. You
1: secured some land over there? Oh yeah. Okay, okay.
3: Now, thank God for
1: everything. This this is one of the main questions that a lot of uh, African Americans here in the United States say about Africans in Africa that. Uh, we're not the true blood uh, uh uh what what's the word I wanna use? We're we're almost like we're not a hundred percent pure. So therefore there's a division right there that a lot of Africans feel like that they are a lot better than
3: those the are the ones... ones that come
1: here. More yeah. so. Is that the ones that come here?
3: Yeah, I think more so. Um because they're even they're even trained. Just like we come when we go over there, people, when we get your shots and get your yellow card and stuff, they like to talk to you and tell you not to eat this, not to do that. You know, they mm-hmm. like to just tell, make you scared. Uh, you shouldn't be. But I'm sure they they do. They tell them that, you know, you you don't want to associate yourself with certain black people. and And then they also witness certain things. And a lot of ones that are capable of coming over are kings, queens, and princesses and princes and things. They have money. So they come from a bit of privilege anyway.
1: Is there great divide amongst the races over there of uh, people? I mean you have your upper echelon and your lower echelon and this That's a tr- that's a real thing. Is that like, is that I'll a real cry. that's a real deal?
3: hmm I, I don't like I don't like being there too much just because you it reminds me of America too much. You know, there's the malls, there's there's KFC everywhere. You have uh, McDonald's Burger King, and all that. Burger King, McDonald's is not there. Okay, okay. Uh, but they have malls, and they have uh, certain stores, you know. Americanized. The people are a little bougie, you know. And then, uh, like, Osu, there's too many white people there. They own too many stores. In Ghana? Yeah, yeah. Really? And then you'll see them driving their nice trucks and stuff like that. And then, of course, you know, the MPs who are the... Um,
1: Military police. No, uh, no,
3: no, no. No, MPs you say MPs. White. Uh, Parliament. Members of Parliament. You know, people who work the government, for government. No. Yeah. Uh, They're pretty, you know, well-to-do, and they have uh, a bravado about them, you know. They have money, so that kind of gets them different places. And then you go, like, I stay in the eastern region in Somalia, and you have poor people in the village, you know, making it, just making it. And then you... people love Somalia so much, they'll come from the city. These Even the delegates and the government people, they'll come and come party in so and right? you see their nice cars and things like that, so it's like but it's all together, everybody's together and then they have funerals a lot, so they'll come and you'll see them, but some people just don't have the right aura, I feel like you know, they're just they're
1: too
3: uh, that
1: it's a corrupt Americanized? It's, corru- it's corrupt would you say they're too Americanized?
3: no, because they, a lot of them I wouldn't say they've
1: been to America, maybe Europe but they're mm-hmm. too Westernized.
3: Eurocentric
1: Eurocentric
3: <laughs> yeah, because they
1: they go to Europe more than they do America. So, so. some
3: of them, yeah, so,
1: yeah, right. So, mm. so, so, so yeah, this, bu- this, bougie Africans and non. There's a bougie. hierarchy
3: everywhere. Hi- yeah, but it's oh, how can I put it?
1: But where did you like, fit in? The
3: bourgeoisie.
1: Where did you
2: I
3: fit in fit over in anywhere. There. I really feel like I can. I choose where I go though. You know, because I've hung out with some some government people before, but um, I don't like to so much because. It's a very, um, you know, I'm not just gonna have dinner with you and go have sex with you, you know.
0: If
1: that I makes you sense. go have sex with them.
3: Yeah, like a lot of them, they think money can buy everything. And yeah, right. So it's not true with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Can't buy my soul. Uh, but I fit in mostly. I love the village people and the village mothers and the village children. I like giving back, and I just like um. The community aspect of it mm-hmm. when I'm in the city, I don't feel connected to anything. um I go to the art centers, I really like that, but oh, of course, right,, uh-huh. so a lot of them are my friends, but then I also have people in higher positions as my friends also, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they're into some some things that maybe I'm not into
1: yeah, coming from America, you were able to, to kind of fit in right right, yeah, because you were already you had the persona and the visual, so you just kind of fit in with everybody well, else, And then right? a lot
3: of people didn't even think I was American. Yeah, at, at all. First, that's so what I'm saying. I look. And the first uh-huh. time I went, my locks were growing down, mm-hmm. and so I was automatically a Rasta, I was, you know, an empress, you know, and that was the community that I was connected to. Here, it's more so, oh, you just have locks, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Lil Wayne got them, so I got them too. Right. Uh, That's it. There, it's a real cultural thing. You're connected to people innately so that was definitely something that made me prouder I got a tattoo when I came back on my on my heart
1: oh and, did you um,
3: it's a lion and a mandala and the colors
1: red yellow and green oh right on your chest
3: yeah yes right
1: there, right there okay yeah.
3: instead of saying the Pledge of allegiance <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's funny yeah. that's funny but so, so yeah so culturally over there in Ghana uh, you know a lot of people have this this uh, vision of Africa, of everybody being just flies running around there, you know, little little <laughs> poor kids. None the crowd, That's for sure. Yeah, and and uh, I know that there's wealth over there.
3: Yeah, plenty, mm-hmm. and that's why you know
1: you see white people and Asian people running mm-hmm. around, you know.
0: Mhm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember taking a trip. I went to a town on stilts. It's called Azulezu, and it's far. Like I know it was at least more than twelve hours away from where I was staying, and um. You know, white people they'll have uh, tour spots, they'll have restaurants out in the middle of nowhere. But I saw this Asian man standing, just watching my people dig in the dirt and stuff. He was just—it felt like a page out of the history book. Only they weren't white; they—it was an Asian man. Okay.
0: Okay. And so
3: that's, you know, it's good to just witness things in real time, real life.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: so, um, so yeah, my my biggest thing like. Rwanda, I'm very proud of that country and the president, I believe his name is Paul Kagame, but they just built their first refinery, gold refinery, which allows them to, you know, because um, when you get the gold, it's not in this, the state that we buy it in. It has no, to, be to, be, to be refined. It has to be
1: and processed. Yes, right?
3: basically burned. You mm-hmm. know, very high. And hot, take all
1: the material off mm-hmm. to get it to the stage where it's marketable to be sold. Exactly.
3: And right? Rwanda has one now. A lot of people have to if anything, their refinery is white-owned or connected to somebody white.
1: Why so. Why do you think that is? I mean, you know, Africa is the continent of Africa has some of the most, I mean, valuable riches of the world.
3: Yeah, it's, and, it's mental and, too. And it's another mental thing.
1: We can't manufacture our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Because we don't well. know how
3: to
4: develop it.
3: At one point I talked to the mayor and uh this it's called Maya Crowboat at the time and he was just telling me they have limestone and he said that they didn't have the ability to get the heavy equipment to dig for the uh for the limestone. And that's not true. There's heavy equipment in the country, there's people even smart enough to build it in the country. It's just the mentality that you gotta get somebody outside to borrow something from. It
1: sounds like America. Yeah, huh.
3: Yeah, because um, the yeah. Chinese are building a railway right now, you know, and they're building off of loan money.
1: Yeah, so, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So Saudi Arabia crazy.
3: helped with their health care uh, just recently. So it's just a mental thing. Uh, yeah. And the, the corruption up top with the uh, presidents, you know, Akuf Ado is the president in Ghana. And um I have some things to say about him. I know some people that definitely have some things
0: to
1: say okay. about him. But I ain't gonna say that. You made a lot of friends <laughs> over there, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. When you travel around, you and I'm friendly.
1: Mm-hmm. I talk to people. Yeah, you uh, uh you're extroverted now.
3: Now, being a, being an entrepreneur, now you cannot be too introverted. introverted. Um, you're not gonna grow. You're not
1: gonna sell nothing either. Yeah. <laughs> Were you able to sell a lot? Uh, you know, uh, is it a struggle to sell your work in over o- over there in Ghana? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you know, my mindset in Ghana is not necessarily to make money.
0: It's
3: to be able to streamline my income over here to there. Since I have a virtual business, I'm capable of bringing in money from the United States and, and filtering it into their economy. But at times, I was able to make some money, you know. With uh but I have to extremely reduce mm. the price well
1: where do you stay? Do you stay in village hotel uh home, a house or uh where
3: well at people's compounds
1: compound, their compound. family they home. invite you in mm-hmm.
3: the first time because with the tourism company, I stayed in his family home mm-hmm. then uh this time I actually rented a like a place that I turned into my
1: studio, okay in, a place of your own
3: in Odemasi I just needed my privacy and just my own yeah. mm-hmm. so the man himself, never afraid you're never afraid.
1: Um, everybody, fear is an illusion, yeah. Eh. Nobody knocks, strange people knocking on your door. Oh, there's
3: some times where no, no. Okay, so this man has a security company in Virginia and he's African, he is Ghanaian, but he goes back and forth, so he has a mentality that's just, I like it, you know, like his place is nicely done,
1: mm-hmm. nice
3: plumbing, nice everything.
1: Everything's know? nice, so yeah. nice environment and for you. and he's
3: security too. So at times he would just shoot a gun at night. And so people respect him, you know.
1: He would just shoot it?
3: Yeah.
1: On GP? What's just GP. Or just General principle. go out and just shoot yes, a gun? Yes. Pow! yes it's, um... So that, that's to let everybody know that he's there. Yeah. Yes. And don't okay. mess and with don't him. mess with me. Don't come this way. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm letting you know. Because he had
3: nice cars. You know, I have my car there because I, I bought a car when I went this last time. Oh, you do? So... You,
1: you got a car over there?
3: Yeah. Hmm. Parked? Yes. No, I mean, someone's using it now.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
3: I got, you know, I got some things going. Oh, look at Donna yeah. Tree. she got a... Okay. I don't be blasting it, though. Uh-huh. You can't blast your business. You No, know, you can't. Mm. You can't do that at all. But, um, but yeah, a poli- I, I have police friends there. And so he escorted me to the place and showed me the place. And so I rented it. It was a nice room.
0: Nice and, room. That's yeah,
3: good. And the people around, you know. I will say that the culture is, is very chauvinistic like it is in America. But I would see the women just take care of the kids and cook and do so much. Uh, And then it's almost as if the men would, they had their jobs, I guess, and things. Well, they they have multiple wives. No. Yes. I didn't see that as much.
1: You didn't see that? I didn't see that as much. Is that allowed?
3: I mean, without saying, yeah. Yeah. People, a lot of things are allowable if you don't just blast it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: So a man can go over there, and he can just have three wives if he wanted to. And,
3: yeah, I And there wouldn't
1: be any kind of friction behind that or nothing, no legality or legal. No, maybe
3: somebody will talk in the village, but mm-hmm. other but, than that, nobody's coming to come arrest you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, if anything, right now, because marijuana is illegal in Ghana, that's the it's, main thing they be trying to target. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wow. I thought it would be probably legal. No, over there. nope.
3: It, it needs can- to be. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they sell it and you can get it. <laughs>
1: and is everybody basically doing it?
3: Uh, no, yes I don't, or no? I don't say everybody, well, I think CUFA, even the president has admitted to doing it. So, it needs to be legalized, if anything, because they could be making money uh, from it to kind of aid in their economy, and maybe they'll stop asking people for money.
1: Wow. That's a trip.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, it is. And so, what happens is they'll kind of target people who are selling or who have it. That's kind of – and the police are a little – you know, you can pay them off. You go through a checkpoint, you can
1: pay them off. If you pay to give them a couple of dollars, hey, and they'll just let you – There we go. It's that simple, huh?
3: Yeah. I mean, all the police are black. It's not like a racial thing. You know, they're not looking at you racially. So, you know, it's a pretty – I mean – you can, And the art of negotiation is something that you learn, too, going there. Because you can just have a conversation. And the more you have a conversation, the more you can get things. You have to listen well and talk direct. Mm-hmm. So it's taught me a lot. And so coming back here, I feel like, you know, going to, especially going to the village and the bush and interacting with certain people, I just get stronger every year. You know, I'm not scared of it too much. And plus, I my spiritual relationship, has you have to grow, of course. And being in cities, like I lived in Baltimore for two years. Oh, that was a, a place. And my spiritual relationship, I got to a point where it's like, okay, you can't just read the Bible. You can't just go to church. It has to be more
0: connected than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
3: especially being able to create art. I think Kirk Franklin said this once. He said you got to be connected to the creator in order to create. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. You know, mm. the more I live, the more I know
1: that's true. That's that's correct. That's true. Mm. You live and you learn.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And that's what they always say: you live and you learn. Mm. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and we're gonna come back. We're talking to Don Tree here on the Bobby Eaton Show, yes, yes. where we tell our stories our way. So stick around. You can dial that number six four six seven one six five five two five, and don't forget to press that one button. Hey, tell your mother, tell your father, tell your sister, tell your brother to tune in, okay? We'll be right back.
0: A picture just to get me started. I called you up, but you weren't there, and I was broken hearted. Hung on the phone, can't be too late, the boss is so demanding. Open the door up, and to my surprise, there you were standing. Well, who needs to go to work the for another dollar? I'd rather be with you, but you make my heart scream and holler. Love is a gamble, and I'm so glad that I am winning. This is only the beginning of my love. Of my.
1: Uh, Yeah, you're on the Bob Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, that's what we do. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Saturdays from 12 to 2. And Miss Don Tree is in the building. And uh, we've been chopping it up, you know, even off the air. And it's good to have her. Turn that mic sideways, lady. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And, uh, she took me to Ghana and I was just up in there. I'm listening to some of the stories and stuff like that because we got to tell our stories, you know, because um, uh, our young need to know, our people need to know, and we need to share the history and the education, pass it on down, mm-hmm. push it on down
3: so they'll know. Right. And They're that's gone. another part of this book is um you need to write your history too. Mm-hmm. And Implementing this into the school system. The high talks with Rudisill Library already, and uh, okay, getting this as a teaching tool because it's um it's a snapshot, you know, and it's very interactive. When I show this to kids, they have so many questions for me, you know. Do they have,
1: mm, they? have a lot of them.
3: Yeah.
1: Like questions like what?
3: Like um like one, I have uh, Dick Rowland and Sarah Page who were in the elevator together. Uh, and rumor that he assaulted her, but there's also a rumor that they were dating.
0: Yeah. So they'll just be right.
3: asking like, "Oh, who's that girl? Who's that boy? You know?" And then it opens it up, and then they'll basically, you know, it leads to the massacre. You know, when it, how that broke out, and they say, "What? They destroyed all those businesses? Yeah, they, yeah, people. like really, that happened? Yeah." And yeah, so a it's conversation. It, it very just. It opens their mind up. Mm-hmm. that this is capable of happening. Yeah, and related and to images, you know, that are in the book. Right. So it's called Tulsa's Black Wall Street, a modernized revelation. And you can get it on my website, Utreepee dot com, go shop and my store is there. If you wanna purchase it, it's only twenty dollars. So, um, yeah, this is volume one. I do intend on creating another one. So, as time goes on. But mm-hmm. I just got back, so I'm really just promoting it now.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Do you plan on going back to uh, Africa soon? Mhm. How soon?
3: Uh, the end of the year. I plan to be here and when you say end there. of the
1: year, what? November, December.
3: Oh, I don't need people tracking my moves, like Okay.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Let me ask you this: What about the weather over there? It's hot all the time. Huh? Yeah.
3: Um, it is hot. I will say that. Be prepared for the heat. When it does get really extremely hot, it will rain. Like, the sky will just open up, and the rain will come, and it would cool it off. It feels like, um, yeah, like the Caribbean, I would say. But if you really – and a lot of white people, they do this. They live at the beach because the wind is there. The beach is cooler. It's almost cold when you've been in the country for so long, mm-hmm. and it's hot. You go to the beach, and you're like, man, it's cold when the sun goes down.
1: Mm-hmm. It's but cold on the beach, huh?
3: Yeah. It can be, yeah. So the beach is – I mean, if you – people – Set up in Cape Coast. I know there's a couple from America that has repatriated, and they live on Cape in Cape Coast. But uh, I mean, Ghana's huge, so you can find anywhere to stay. And the the cost of living is very reasonable. Our dollar goes five times there.
1: So if you got dollar. American dollar, you you got it happening, yes, huh? Yes, I will say that. You go over there with a thousand dollars in your pocket, huh? You can. Yeah,
3: you got a mail, You got you... five thousand CD.
1: Yeah.
3: <sighs> And that can get you far
1: that can get you real far huh real
3: far, and if you know how to make money, then that will get you further too so um you know technology is a big deal there, so they love technology phones and computers, so you know you can make money that
1: way. do they have those um what they say internet cafes they do. Where... The scammers are running scam and game and stuff like that. A lot of times, they I, I hear a lot about that. They do
3: that on the phone. They'll get a little phone and, be and just
1: do phone. it on the phone. Uh-huh. Running those scams and stuff like uh, that.
3: And a lot of it's not necessarily
1: scamming, if
3: anything, because i I know some folks too. Like I know all people all walk I
4: got gotcha. you. I ain't gonna
3: talk, tell on them or nothing. But they'll create a relationship with some lonely person somewhere, and that person will be dumb enough to send them stuff, you know, like. And I'll some be like, senior, yes, some doing, old uh, person,
1: some lonely not woman. Not even that. Well, you
3: know, just some, a lonely person. A young person. person and a young man even. They be still. And
1: then they are correspond with them and, and and build their friendship. Yep. Build a friendship and, and
3: get to their little heart. And, yeah, and then <laughs> tell
1: them a story. I just lost my son, my mom, and Those I need. Those uh,
3: at times. Yeah, yeah, and, and run
1: a little game on them, huh?
3: Sometimes it's not even a game.
1: You know, it's just like.
3: An interaction. And these people are very weak if they allow it to even happen, you know? But yeah, there are some tricksters out there who tell you a lie, but, you know, you, you kind of have to be smart, you know, and you can't blame them because if anything, you took your credit card and gave them that money, that debit card, and sent them that money. They didn't like.
1: Yeah, you they, did they, that yourself. They're huh? not
3: here. They can't hurt you. Uh huh.
1: You did that. <laughs>
3: yes. And it's. So, anyway. Um, if anything, I think it's just weak people in the world, and they need to stop blaming their um, their abilities to be weak on other people. So you know, it's capable anywhere. You know, All think,
1: here in the United States, same thing.
3: Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. So we can't just say that it's, it's only
1: only in Africa. Yeah,
3: Nigeria. Yeah, Nigeria. I
1: mean, but you hear a lot of that. I don't know if it was a myth or is it, it just it happens. It's, it happens.
3: Yeah, you go to little cafes. You know, and there'll be some young boys, a lot of young boys, just in the room, you know, and they'll have pictures of white girls up on the computer because what they'll do is act like they're a white girl or something.
1: They'll act like they're a white girl? Uh-huh. Calling a white girl. Right. Huh?
3: Call, no, a, a man.
1: A man, act, he's, he, he'll talk like a White girl?
3: He'll send the pictures and text and type and everything like that.
1: Uh, and appear. Like peer, a, cat like cat a cat white
3: cat man. Yeah, cat basically. Cat. And get a girl to maybe talk to the yeah. man. Or even sometimes they manipulate their voice to sound like a woman. You know, that happens. Um, but these men are desperate and stupid.
1: If they online like
3: that. I don't even have an online account to no dating uh, site. Yeah, dating I don't fact. have that. I don't
1: either. I don't do that dating Yeah,
3: fights. me either.
1: No, that's dangerous.
3: Yeah, I like to meet people face-to-face face and right. see you and your, Me too. your face, your eyes. Me too. Yeah, feel your spirit. So that that is a thing. Um, another thing is uh, you have a lot of white businesses over there. You know, Harley-Davidson is over there in okay. Ghana. Okay,
1: Harley-Davidson? Uh,
3: Jaguar, Mercedes.
1: All of them are there, huh? Yeah,
3: they're there. Up. Okay. And selling cars, obviously.
1: Oh, okay and Well, then, look here, we're going to go to the phone line Okay, let's do that We got somebody wants to talk to you, I believe, or make a comment, okay? Yeah All right, let's see what we got Let's see All right Area code 918-770, you're on the Bobby Eat Show
2: Hello, how are you all
1: today? How are you How are you doing?
2: All right. I'm Billy Parker. I was just listening. I know Don and She's such a blessing. You love yeah, it's Billie. Billie, Billie. <laughs> Billie. She's such a blessing to our community. And I'm, um, people, the people here in Tulsa just don't know how much of a gem she is. I wanted to share yeah. that with you. And she's taking her time out to be here in Tulsa and could be any other place. But like she said, you know, when she come here, that's where her That's why she did a lot of artwork and stuff, and everybody should appreciate what this young lady has to offer, which I do, and I'm proud of her. Yeah, we know you do, I do,
1: too, and uh, we need to really promote her and get her out there and support. One thing that we have problems with in our community is supporting one another.
2: And that's our feeling.
1: Uh-oh, I hear some noise there, Miss Billy. I, I, mean, see, I she see, must, she must be moving around
3: or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's got her. Right. And I see her out the too. Yeah. So I've even uh, written uh, on her um her heritage special festival, festival right. that's coming up. Yeah. February coming up soon. 15. Uh, and her store itself because I mean it's a staple. It should be. A yeah, staple it is. In the community. It should be. There's not not too much nice. like nice. what she has out there.
1: Black Wall Street. Oh money. yeah, she got a lot out there. Yeah. She's, you know, garden and everything. Yeah. She's greenhouse, all kinds of black stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: For
1: us. And it's but all they, for, they, for the
0: community, it. a culture.
2: It's mm-hmm. all for us to, as a community to come out and, you know, Don Tree has some stuff out here also. So, you know, we all have to help each other. And she's one person that wants to help and wants to give back, but it's hard to do when we have so much negativism here in Tulsa. You know, that's yes,
0: not that's that's jealousy. We
2: have a lot of jealousy here too. That people are mm-hmm. so jealous of each other. But if we just um, you know, want to be the leader, all chiefs and not work together. If we could work together, one day we will, I guess, but I don't know.
1: Well it takes what time because out. it's a it's a mental conditioning of the mind. We have and a bad mindset. mental conditioning. You know, mm-hmm. we've been taught to be a certain way and follow other people's rules and regulations and uh, right. we haven't Able to get past that, you know, to do things the black Wall Street way, you know, of life, mm-hmm. you know. So, when we get back to the black Wall Street way of life, then that's when we're going to prosper and that's when we're going to grow and that's when we're going to educate and that's where we're going to really be able to develop and support one another, you know, when we get back mm-hmm. to
3: that. So, people need to know,
2: like
1: it, they need to know mm-hmm. it, they know it, it need to be taught. That's what I'm saying. It's the history is important right. to push down for our next like... generations.
2: Right, right. Like we was talking today about the new chief, you all, being and uh,
1: yeah. Don the new police
2: chief.
1: chief. Right. Oh wow. Window. 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 see, you know where I where I fall about that. Just because someone is elected, uh, uh in a oh. position and they're a person of color, mm-hmm. don't always mean they're good for us. Exactly. You know, I mean, they can be uh, Oreo cookie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, oh, black yeah. on the outside, Uncle white Tom. on the inside. Yeah, Uncle Tom, yes or Coon, uh, uh Sambo or whatever, you know, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, they can be that.
3: I don't yeah. I don't call people too much Uncle Tom anymore yeah. because Uncle Tom was actually
1: good. Yeah, he was a good. He was good.
3: Yeah, he didn't tell on people.
1: No, he didn't. He wasn't a
3: snitch. But A lot but of people,
1: but when you say Sambo, to
3: Uncle Tom, right? Now
1: Sambo was yeah. the one. Yeah. You got to watch Sambo. <laughs> I call him yes, master. Yeah, yeah. It's Sambo yes. was a, he was something else. But, you know, hopefully my hope is that this new police chief will step to the plate to make a difference to help the black community. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. Now whether he do or not, mm-hmm. I don't know because you know, sometimes white people will select certain black people because they can control them.
3: Well if you, you look know? at his history, I mean he kinda has a shaky history with the community, um, what he supports and what he doesn't support and how many um kind of victims of police brutality have happened in his jurisdiction. Uh it's kinda we gonna see.
1: It's kinda high. You know, I know people can change. Oh yeah. I do know they can change. Anybody can change. But you know, we have to see. Right. You you gotta prove to me.
2: Show me. Right.
1: St. Louis A lot of people
2: change when they get a lot of money too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they change when they get a a lot of money.
2: Wasn't the president here and talking about Black Wall Street? President was here, too, wasn't he? I mean, soon to be president. Or he was running for president.
1: Are you talking a about AME. You're talking about Bloomberg. Now, Bloomberg. Yeah, well, did you see the speech? I didn't see the speech. Oh, go No, to but YouTube. He's, he's
2: giving millions of dollars to Black Wall Street, isn't he? The yeah, Greenwood, he's giving a few. Michigan, he has a Nish, Greenwood economics. Initiative
1: program, which he's giving some money I to gotta help. I some more research. Yeah, to help that out right there. So you got to do more research, like you said, Don. You got to look into it. You got to see, see, a pair of lips will say anything, you know. So you got to be careful but, what you hear, you know, because a lot of times uh, these people are coming to our community, making promises and saying things like that, and they don't honor what they say, right? You know, yeah, but, but they want it for be... a vote. They want it for a vote,
3: huh. Yeah. Or be something like that. that you where know, so, you take the money from. Oh, for
1: sure. Be very conscious, you know, of that. Like, yeah. Con- yeah, I said, Both. Both yeah both conscious and cautious right that's yeah, true wow and that's uh you know, that's, but i'm going back to support and we need to support each other why why is it so hard see what we'll do we'll drive right past the black business mm-hmm. to go to a white business and spend our money with the white business but with the black business we want to hook up we want always a Every discount. Day. you know oh, uh yeah. You know, if it's $20, we want it for 15 you know what I mean? And we always want to hook up with us, you know, but we're not going to go out to Macy's and Dillard's and buy clothes and and, and try to get a hookup. Mm-mm.
3: What they call that, what, the Stockholm Syndrome? hmm Just basically, you know, <laughs> we've been reduced so much in our physical and mentality that we now we hate on each other.
1: Yeah, that's self-hate.
3: Yeah. And that's wow. self-hate. Yeah, we just do it.
1: That'll kill us too.
3: That's how come our dollar don't stay in the white in the black community as yeah, it don't. used to. Mm-mm.
1: You know, it doesn't right. stay. Jewish know
3: how to do it though.
1: Oh yeah, they've been knowing how to do it. That's why they got the money. Right. You know, but and we they don't, don't have a history. So we we are consumers. You know what I mean. We just have money going out. We have trillion dollar buying power. Oh, especially on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. I'm gonna tell you all the truth. On Sundays, when the churches look at all that money they collect.
0: Yeah, you know, they collect see,
1: all of that money. Um, you know what I mean? Every you know I mean? Sunday and put it in white banks.
3: I wasn't here at the time. Mm, Transformation
1: gave away a lot of money. Transformation gave away a lot of money. I heard they gave Friendship 50000 uh-huh. And I heard they gave check, uh, check, check, the, check. the Dream Center 30000 And what? Uh, you,
0: know? you know,
1: I heard they gave them those. Right. But what about the business
3: And the smaller churches, too. Yeah,
1: well, the little smaller, not... Not just the churches, the business. Right. I mean, hey, Eaton Media Services over here, yeah. Black Wall Street Market is over there, and the under, Underground Tree Studios here. What about these little smaller companies who need the help? Because once the church was. Now you know
2: that's not the way the world works around here.
1: You know that. A lot
0: <laughs> in Tulsa, Oklahoma, don't work like you that. You already so. know that's the way <laughs>
2: Tulsa works. Uh, huh? Houses and spaces where
3: doctors were, lawyers were, everything, and they would. Help themselves in their own church. The credit union was come came out of the church. Mm-hmm. Was an idea don't Mount that Zion
2: have a credit union?
1: Who Mount Zion? Mount no. Zion
2: have a credit no, union. Some I, I know. Did more, have a, I know.
1: I know. Morning Star has one.
2: Oh yeah, Morning Star have a credit union. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. They so got why we can't go out to them? You have to be a church member know. to be I'm in sure a credit people,
1: union. People, people don't know about it, you know, and, it, and they don't they, they don't advertise it. So, therefore, I don't, you know. See, it's hard for a black person to obtain a loan, you know what I mean, yeah. from a bank.
2: Oh, I already know. Yes, it that's is. Yeah, it's hard. You unless huh? you get in a car, unless yes. you get in a car or
1: house. Yeah, and sometimes that's even difficult based upon your credit score.
2: And we didn't get our know? 40 acres and a mule.
1: We ain't never got that.
3: <laughs> 40, 40
1: acres and what?
3: And, a mule. Uh-huh. Mule. <laughs> and I think it was a
1: hundred
3: dollars. Yeah. But also, um, on the way here, I heard about some minority business directory. If you go to BlackChronicle.com, com, I'm gonna go there, I wrote it down. Uh, but then also who is it? Um Ter- Teresa in the community, Anderson. She's got a directory. I do. Yeah,
1: yeah, she, yeah, she comes a... over here all the time and yes. we work together on mm-hmm. some projects and she uh, has one a a directory,
3: yeah. I can't remember what it's
1: called. Are we gonna start promoting her directory or black it's black it's business? It's a big one. It's a huge, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. But people don't know. Right. You know, so we gotta get black it out. Black Wall Street there. Times, Times have a one
2: black mm. app. What did you say? Black Wall Street Times have a directory
1: online. Yeah, they do.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um With Nehemiah brother
1: I, Frank. Yeah, Nehemiah Frank and Black Wall Street Times. You know, it's part of it's part of our media services, you know. Mm.
3: So um, yeah, but uh, it's called the Field app. If you download the Field app, it's called the Field. He's out of Philly, and he's really. He Meek is on the app, and I'm on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good at just getting around and getting people on the app. So, and it it tells you about services in the black community. So he's the only app, black app, you know, in Philadelphia.
1: Uh, but
3: we got to know where to get a black to app. We got to
1: support what's around here in our right. community. With us, you know, there are a lot of black businesses, but they just, and here's another thing with black businesses, some black businesses don't have good customer service at all. And that's, oh, so, important.
3: Wow. <laughs> that's yeah. so
1: important to have good customer service.
3: And what does that mean? Tell you me. know,
1: what that means is that you greet your customers when they come in and ask them, do they need any help? Can I help you? Uh, let me know if I can be a service and to as you. As soon as they come in, the as door, soon as they right. come in that door, I you know, rather than being sitting on talking on the cell phone, you know what I mean? And sitting down and <laughs> not, not, you know, just it's, and for it's me, terrible.
3: I see that as a direct reflection of how they feel about
1: themselves. They don't yeah. respect themselves. Well see a lot of time a black business here's what black businesses do for the most part. Mm-hmm. Black businesses will go find a place, mm-hmm. open it up, you know what I mean, put their product inside the place. And, think it's gonna sell itself. and then they'll put a sign outside and then they'll expect everybody to come mm-hmm. and support their business right. where Whereas and some, they don't even put a sign outside. Yeah, they don't even put a sign outside. And then here comes six months to a year later, they got to shut down. Exactly. Because then they'll blame the community for not supporting mm-hmm. them. But they don't have right. the marketing and sales. Right. I, I mean, and social... they
3: can get the marketing from underground tree studios uh,
1: for sure. And it's
3: it's statistically proven that you have to continue your marketing at, throughout your business
2: career. There was and a, then yeah also uh. And that's what I'm learning from Don Tree. She's very good at making flyers.
1: Yeah, Don does everything. She makes logos. She does flyers. She does websites and stuff. But there was a time when word of mouth here in the community would get you around. But we live in 2020 Mm -hmm. where you just can't do that anymore. It's it, just the work I like work that.
3: off referrals, you know a lot of my work is based off of referrals, yeah, and it referrals and that's good. That's that's because good, of it's the referrals
1: you still have to have that if you but,
3: do a project and say the project lasts a month or six months or a year, and you don't do a good job within that time period, you're not gonna get referred to nobody, no, so my track right Because right. 'cause mm-hmm. I'm getting referrals from people in other cities right in other countries,
1: and which is good
3: mm-hmm. yeah so and
1: that's i that's because of the networking. And, That's, you know, you're getting those referrals because it's it's not all what you know, it's who you know.
3: And how and you who, do it. And how
1: you go about doing it. And right. Connecting people with people.
3: Everything for me is quality. You have to follow through. Be very communicative. So say if you cannot meet a, a deadline, tell that person. Be clear about it. But strive 100% to make that deadline. And to do all you can to make that product as good as possible. What I see in in Tulsa and other places in the black community where it's like a half project. You get the money and then you don't deliver fully what you promised. And that's a problem. Right. And in a lot of major companies, their biggest budget is marketing. They understand they need mm-hmm. to advertise on what are this social media platform. I think it's
1: just as important as a product itself.
3: Yes, it is. You know, that's, a lot Those of people are the don't two biggest that. budgets, it's the know. product and the marketing. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Because if you have the marketing and the sale marketing and uh sales and stuff in place then and people know that you have this product right. then your chances of getting the income is gonna be greater.
3: Right. And a lot of people yeah. they start out without a logo. Come on, that's the yeah. first they don't have
1: a A logo, they don't have any kind of concept. People can be making
3: money just off of that logo. I've Mm -hmm. seen businesses, they'll have a storefront, and while they're building the storefront, they have their logo, they have their website with their logo on it, and even a store. And they're already selling stuff before they even open the store. yeah. You know, and they're they're also advertising their brand. But what happens here, we're so focused on the product
4: that Ah. we don't have
3: our brand together. And then when we even open a the store, there's no, we don't, there's no
1: banner, there's no brand don't identification understand. We of don't who under, you are. We don't understand what branding is. Yes. That's why. Okay. We just don't understand. what What is branding? Well, branding is
3: somebody should be able to look at your logo, your business, and tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, McDonald's, you got the arches. And Wherever you, know? you
1: see those arches, you, you already who, know. You have
3: the Y. You mm-hmm. know, Burger King, you, you, the yeah. Nike symbol. Come on now. Mm-hmm. As soon as you see, you know exactly. It's, That's it's the a, brand. Right. And so, I mean, people, as soon as they, they they see Jordan symbol, they they lust for some Jordans, you know. That's the same mentality you need to have for your business. You know, I see the juice symbol, and I know exactly what it is, mm-hmm. you know. Even yours, the Bobby Ian show, you know. And because you see it places, and you want to place it everywhere you can get it.
1: It's all about that branding.
3: Right. And you have to put some, I mean, you don't necessarily have to, but it's good to put some money into
1: your branding. Mm-hmm.
3: Because if you plan to make a million dollars off of your business, say $300 on a logo, is not a lot.
1: Nope, for invest If you look
3: at it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's companies spending thousands, if not, you know, millions, on a logo. Seriously. So um, mm. we need to change our mentality when it comes to paying for, say, a banner or a flyer even, or Time on the radio. You gotta change your mentality. It's really I tell
1: people that all the time. I said, look, we live in a society today where technology, you have to have it, you know, and you can advertise on social media for free. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a free platform for you to promote your business. Mm -hmm. You know, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the other formats for free. Right. Advertising for free, but you know we won't use that.
3: And then it takes time to do it too. And mm-hmm. since some people get overwhelmed with doing it on a consistent basis, well, that's a, consistent. Schedule, that's
1: a scheduling issue. Yes. Because if you put yourself on a schedule, uh, I'm on a schedule. I know good and well when I work up in the morning. Wake up in the morning. I'm gonna do my texts and my email. Check my emails. Do texting. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, get my social media in order for a few hours. Right. And then I'm going to come into the studio mm-hmm. and do what I need to do yes. here and blah, 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 and so forth throughout my day.
3: The one thing about, I mean, this and this is my earliest recollection of keeping an agenda or a calendar was at mm-hmm. Jinx. They give you, each student gets a calendar, an agenda every year. They get it. And so you're able to kind of physically write down what's going to happen at this time. So I use the calendar on my phone and yeah, I write me too, to me do too. List. Yeah, I Yay. got it too. That's what I do.
1: And that helps me every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to success it's,
3: with what I was going to get done today. Uh, Did I get it done? Yes. Right. I got it done early. Because
1: you can't remember everything if you're a at busy all. person. At all. Busy person. You got to put it on that yeah. calendar. I used to have, like, a little no-card book,
3: and then mm-hmm. I could look back at it. But it's the same virtually. You know, you use your phone all the
1: time. Mm-hmm. So just
3: put everything in
1: there. Uh, but that's Reminders, how I. Reminders, times, it'll pop up. Yes. and Tell you stuff. Uh oh, ten. You got an hour before you need to get to this meeting. Right. Uh oh. Let me go ahead and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have
3: to put those those um tools in play.
1: Mm-hmm. And so that's they're there and they're free.
3: Uh, come on. <laughs> no. So that's what I have to do, and that's what other people need to do. And so hopefully they learn from me and not just kind of envy me or mm-hmm. become jealous. And that's a part of our community where we tend to do that and not. But you say, I, I like you say to, jealous. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a stronghold. Uh, it. Yeah, yeah, and so it it stagnates. It doesn't stagnate me because God opens doors for me. You know, you know that. People oh, for all of us. Yeah, right. But if anything, it it keeps me working harder and thinking more innovatively. You have to think innovative as
1: an entrepreneur. If it's right. not
3: working, something else needs to work. You know, and don't, I have and a lot of Don't tools. give
1: up. Don't right. just stop. Never give up. You know. Really. And see, one thing you can't do, I've learned, is work on something today, put you all into it today, and then you wait until three days later and just try to do it again, and then you wait a few a few weeks later and get back to it. And you have to be consistent in what you do.
3: Consistency is key. That,
1: that's the key. you got to be consistent and work on it, something. Do something towards the goal every day. Every day. Something. Talk mm-hmm. to someone or do something. Right. And even
3: know. with my artwork yeah. this time for I'm not as creative when it comes to maybe painting and I switch it up and do some graphic art or, yeah. well, you know, I'm always, that's your world. Exploring. That's yeah, your world exploring. that you live in. And then yeah. follow your heart. You know, a key point to entrepreneurship is following something that you can see yourself doing every day. Your passion, you know, your God given purpose and then figure and, out a way. And
1: never let anybody tell you, you can't do something.
3: Right. And figure yeah. out a way to make some money off of it.
1: Yeah, making some finances.
3: Yes, you can't you just know. live off a dream.
1: No, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, Billy Parker got the market out there. Yes. And she got all kind of stuff Da-shiki's, out there. Dasheekis. She got oils and dashiki <laughs> and soaps. Toufes, and, yeah. Everything February, you want to And February is Black History Month.
2: He just has to yeah, out we want
1: house. everybody to go up there. Billy Parker, tell us the location and how to get there. Mm-hmm. Where I'm located is
2: 5616 North Osage Drive, Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's 56, and uh, Martin Luther King, and you turn back, go back west. If you're familiar with Antioch and the Creek School, you just go back le- left, and then you'll hit Osage and then turn back right, and we're over to the left side, on the mm-hmm. left side. So any African attire or anything like that. And uh, Don Tree got some few things out here, so please come out and check us out.
1: Great, great! That's a great thing, right there, that you guys have been able to get together and share. You know, yes,
2: you- I like her spirit <laughs> because she's totally different from a lot of people that's here. Like oh, Greenwood yeah. is. Greenwood has really, I mean, when I go on to Greenwood now, it just I just get a eerie feeling because it's so much different than how. Ha- it's so many different things happen there I mean just, yeah, it you know, just You know everybody is against Each other And you know no. Yeah, one... we,
1: have, we have a lot of what I call Clicks here in the community mm-hmm. clicks, That's of it. clicks You got these clicks so and so got a click And they got a click And they. I'm not a clickish kind of guy at all I don't do clicks but You got all these clicks and these clicks Feel like they have the answers To how we should mm-hmm. be in our community, you know, and right. uh, they want to be the only ones. They want to be the only ones, right? And, and so, and,
2: and what I like about Don Tree is she don't, she's not in no clique. She's on her own. She handles yeah. her business, no matter what, you know. And she sees a lot of things that, you know, if it don't work one the way, visionary. she'll go another way, and that's the way it should be.
1: Well, that's a visionary, you know, when you got those visions of, uh, Thank you, Billy. Yeah. you
0: know,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. you know. You you know if you can see it in a person, then uh, you need to encourage them to go forward and move right. forward and do what's in that's your right. heart. You have to do right. what's in your heart to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't, if you're not working from the heart, then you're just working from the head. And, and money, just, money ain't gonna get money, it. <laughs> money ain't gonna get it. No, money will come if from your heart. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Gonna be, it's, it's gonna come. You, but don't concentrate on the money. You know, you gotta that's it. you gotta make you gotta make money now, don't get me wrong. No, you, do. you gotta make money. I to know, survive. yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Live, you know, but, but don't make that your main focus. Thriving force. No. Right. And watch, and watch who you take money from. Exactly. Right, you know? right.
3: Things yeah. have money has strings attached to it.
1: Yeah, it I do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm hmm. <laughs> they do. And you know, you can almost you know, I look at these millionaire men and stuff like that who can just buy stuff and, and well, I want to tear down some apartments. I want to break down this, and I want to do that over here. And they just do it, you know.
3: Because they got money.
1: Because they got money. You know, Bloomberg was was here. It's a cultural center. And so was George Kaiser.
3: In the same room? Mm-hmm. In the same
1: room. I got a chance to talk face-to-face to George Kaiser, you know, mm. on a one-on-one. On a one-on-one. Now, Where does you, George he,
2: Kaiser live?
1: Is he, was, I, he, he from Tulsa. Tulsa? He's from Tulsa, the Kaiser Foundation, multi-billionaire. They, they own people. the they're whole
3: Tulsa?
1: Yeah. They multi- Oklahoma. So I talked to Mr. Kaiser, and I, I talked to him, and he stopped and had a conversation with little old Bobby Eaton, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? That's what I'm. Well, I'm just saying that. You know, and all these suit and tie guys are around. I didn't have on no suit and tie or nothing like that. I ain't. You know. So anyway, I had this conversation with him. I he stopped. I said, uh, "Could I have, could I speak to you for a minute, uh, George?" And uh, he says, "Yes." And uh, we started having this conversation. And I started talking to him about the Tulsa black community. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, how things are And then I was telling him about this radio station And his eyes got big He says mm. You guys have a black radio station Over in North Tulsa I said "Yeah." So You didn't know that but we do And it's housed in my grandfather's building Which is close to 90 uh, something years old And his eyes got big Wow what's your history That's some history over there huh I said yeah You know some history over there that you don't know And I say a lot of times uh, people don't know our history because they don't investigate our history and they don't come across those tracks over there to come over here in our community and access, you know, and see what we got going on culturally to investigate. So we have to tell them. So you got to tell them because they don't know. Mm -hmm. Trust me. They just don't know. Mm -hmm. You tell them. So what do you say? He says, yes, I got to come over there and I got to see for myself what's going on. I say, yes, yeah, see it for yourself. Don't let nobody tell you, but you got to see it for yourself. Good. Okay. You know, what's going on in our community. And you would be surprised. Then I told him, I said, there's so much negativity being reported about North Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Every time you talk about North Tulsa, don't go over there. You might get shot. You might get robbed. You might get, I say, there are more good people in North Tulsa than what we call bad people right. The small people right. are bad people But the majority of people are loving And caring here in North Tulsa mm-hmm. now I'm proud of,
2: to be in North Tulsa
1: yeah, yeah and I am too I'm proud to be in North Tulsa I was born and raised in North Tulsa I've been back here four and a half years now After living in Houston for 22 And living overseas for uh, Three years And living out in California for a few years And now I'm back home I've made a full circle you know, wow. certain, And it's uh, interesting How devastating Things have been in North Tulsa Because a lot of the stuff is torn down And going away It's a food, it, desert, over. That's it's a food desert over here And we can't even just get Good vegetables and, and fruits And a grocery, a grocery store We don't even have a good, decent grocery, grocery store right in our
2: community Well, you'll be able to get fresh vegetables Out here in the summertime We're yeah, growing well, we our we own fresh vegetables do.
1: We're going to have to teach our young people how to grow yes. ves- vegetables. And that's what it's
2: all about out here. Yeah. We could teach them out here too.
1: Yeah. We'll so have classes something. out
2: here or whatever it takes. Yeah.
3: So I have to Look up the um, Black Wall Street Market uh, Market, Farmer's Market and Museum on Facebook to stay Thank in you. the... Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm Underground
3: Street on Facebook, yeah, Mm-hmm. stay in the know.
1: You got to stay in the right. know, and you got to invest into your community. Trust me, you guys who are out there listening, invest. Try something different. You know, get out of your comfort zone and invest and support our black businesses. It's we got to, amen, amen. <laughs> a lot of effort, Billy Parker. You got, like I said again, you got so much stuff out there. When I come out, every time yeah. I pop up out there, I say, wow, she just got stuff. People need to be knocking your door down for yeah. all that cultural stuff that you yeah, have out she has there.
3: She things shipped in from Africa. Ghana
1: mm-hmm. is a large mm-hmm.
0: kind
2: of place yeah, where she shipped. Yeah, Gontri just in. bought me some fans back from Africa and some little trinkets and okay. a lot of nice mm-hmm. Yeah, well,
1: she's going back and forth, export import. There we go. You know, that's you what know, it's all black about. Line. Yeah, Marcus right. Garvey. Marcus Garvey. <laughs> yeah, and that's a uh, that's a good thing, you know that that uh, she's done something like that. I like to say, I mean, I'm liking seeing you guys kind of hook up like that, and you know, I wish some of the brothers would be more like that, you know. Black. Another thing
2: boy. about the boys, I I went to the parade, the Martin Luther King parade, and wow, yeah. we need to work on our young boys. It's something all girls was out there uh, in the parade, but I never did. Where's the boys? What are we doing with our young boys?
1: The majority of the parade were women, young women, out there in the parade. Young men are almost like lost. They're almost. What can we
2: do? We have to do something to change
1: that. Well, as as some of us become elders, like myself, you know, we need to start. Mentoring young boys and teaching them how to become men. See, there's a difference between uh, malehood and manhood. It's two different things. You can be a male, but can you be a man? You know, uh, yeah. A man, a man is going to do manly things. You know, he's going to be a man. He's going to be responsible. He's going to protect his queen. He's going to protect his family. He's going to nurture. He's going to work hard, and he's going to put it in. You know, yeah. male, uh-huh. being, being just a male, you just can be just book wild anyway. One thing that we have going on in our community is the fact that we have a lot of females raising young men who don't know mm-hmm. how to raise them as males. Right. I mean, as men. That's right? Because if that young, see, if if young Johnny is only Thirteen, twelve years old, and his mother didn't raise him. And he's twelve years old, and he doesn't have a man in his life, unless he got mm. a grandpa or an uncle or something that's coming over working with him. He's going she can only raise him so far. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There've been some great women who've been able to uh, raise some good young men. But they're lacking in. But they're lacking in some areas of uh, of, of manhood. Mm-hmm. They got malehood. They got mm-hmm. manhood. They take them. The, the mother takes them to get a haircut and put the Nikes on them and keep them clean and stuff like that. Right. But they're missing a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're missing those skills. Mm-hmm. They're missing those skill sets of how to paint, how to plumb, be a plumbers and painters and a uh, uh, building, buildings and stuff. Like Hispanics do that. You oh, know, yeah. their race. They, they 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 have all that. So we're missing that these days you know, where the mm-hmm. Black people have to almost end up doing that type Everything of work herself. herself. Mm-hmm. You know, herself, she got to go out and go down to Home Depot <laughs> and, and be a
2: plumber. And be a plumber.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> and do all of this stuff herself, you know. and, right. so, it's a and a shame. Huh? It's a sin and a shame. Yeah, it, it is, you know. and
3: So some of these, I think pastors and leaders in our community, self-proclaimed leaders,
1: need to see that as an issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if it. they if they would come out of that four walls just on Sundays yeah. and that's on Wednesday there night we Bible go. study and get back involved in the community mm-hmm. like, like they say Jesus D- did, Jesus did. He walked those streets. He wasn't in a no four walls. No, right? he he didn't have no address. Fifteen twenty two East Aracourt. <laughs> go over there and see Jesus. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like that (laughs) at all. You know, and uh, it's just a thing to whereas I remember a time when pastors and churches were approachable back when Mm -hmm. Ben Hill was around and and Chappelle and all of the B.S. Roberts. They were approachable pastors. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to make no appointment to see them. You know, and they were in the community physically doing things, you know, uh, Thomas Smith and all of those Mm -hmm. pastors. And you can put your hands on them. nowadays. Right. You don't see a lot of the pastors in the community nope. out doing things. That's around the pulpit. On no, campus. they have. They are <laughs> too busy having security
2: guards around.
1: Yeah, some of them have security
2: guards. <laughs> and flashing on Facebook. And them.
1: some of them are taking up collections. And you know, every Sunday, millions of dollars are being taken up in our community. And throughout the you weekday know, in this city and that city. And then the church doors, are, the church doors are locked. Mm-hmm. They are locked up during the week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. When they, they don't understand that power is in numbers, if they could unite and get together and get out in front of the people, mm. and people could actually see them doing work, then it would be
3: awesome. That
1: the church well, itself, well, is kind of the closest thing
3: to say a group economic fund per se, but it's the closest thing that we have because a group economic fund is specific to whoever donates. They have a piece in the the fund and, and the vision as to how it's actually implemented. Say we're going to buy this property. You own a piece of that property. But the church itself, you give every Sunday, every Wednesday, whenever. Uh, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get that money back in any way. Because well, nowadays, they're not really concerned about the congregation so much is what I see, unless you're in a a very good church. We're
1: collecting for the building fund, but there's never no building. The church I go to in
3: Broken Arrow um, Kingdom Church, it used to be called Impact Life Center, they do a very good job of supporting the whole congregation.
1: Well, you know, what I see is, it's sad to have to see white churches Come over to the Black community, Victory mm-hmm. Christian Center, mm-hmm. and all of these people come over here mm-hmm. to feed our people and give our people right. Uh, when we got uh, churches, everything, and we got churches. that right, have millions of dollars flowing. Well, we got churches right here in our community who could be doing the same thing. I asked the pastor. I said, "Well, what do your church do in the community?" Well, we have a clothing and a, a, a pantry. That we do once a year. Once a year. I said once a year. People only eat once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I say, once a year. Come on. Man. And a lot about <laughs> churches is a lot of the people is leaving church,
2: so you know, yeah, a lot of people, people not going people. to churches anymore. So
1: yeah, yeah. that's the a big
2: issue are, too. The young
1: people are not going anymore. They don't believe in it because they don't. Well, they see. all that transformation? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's where they're at. You know, with Pastor Todd, <laughs> and, you know, it's a it's a concert over there. I've been there. I, I looked at it and I said, "Wow, you know." But they're Very not
3: enthusiastic. De- huh? They play him in Ghana.
1: Yeah, well, he's, he's all over. Television. He's all over the world, all over the globe. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying. But I don't want to talk bad about. No well, world. I'm not talking about transformation per, per se. Yeah. But there are churches right here, even where I sit right now, it, within a block. There's about eight or nine churches. Oh, too many. Right, right, right across the street from me is two. Two churches right across the street from right. me, and I want to, but but I want to give uh, uh, some kudos to uh, Mount Olive uh, Pastor Davis. He he allows us to have the field across the street mm-hmm. and that, and use that as whatever we want to use right. it for. Because so you, you had got, a, a festival well, out there, right? yeah. I'm always having a festival. I do festivals all the time. Mm-hmm. Every year I do a North Tulsa Community Festival mm-hmm. across the street. And vendors is very inexpensive, mm-hmm. and they can come out and set up, and it's for the community. Uh, it's really it's nice. The, it's for the community. I do it for the community mm-hmm. from my heart. It's really and nice. Uh, the church, yeah. The, the church let me use the the, the property because mm-hmm. they own the property. And that's what
3: needs to happen. And that's more. what needs to
1: happen, you know. And uh, the thing about that is it's all funded by black dollars. Mm-hmm. That festival, right? You know, I don't go to so nobody Everybody. can have a say. Yeah, so, we just do it all within the community and right. people donate and uh we just raise money and do fundraisers mm-hmm. for that festival. You right. know, and I know we can do things if we put our selves and our minds together mm-hmm. to obtain and things. energy. It's an yeah. energy, but you got to have a vision. Right. You know, and a passion to do things like that, you know, so and consistency. Consistency all the time. Right. Well, Ms. Billy Parker, once again, tell our listeners you're on the phone where you're located, you know, so they yes, can get Yes, Blackwater
2: Street Market. We're located at fifty six sixteen North O Drive. It's the cultural if you're looking for any kind of cultural product and to learn your history and knowledge, you should come here. Uh we're open ten I mean eleven to six, Tuesday through Saturday. And we're here for you Wow, it's a and we also have a community pride farmers market where you could come out and and bring your children and maybe they might want to grow a plant or something.
1: But we're here oh. for you. All right. We're all here well, working you. together. Okay, working together. Hey, thank you for calling in. Hey, a lot of great information. You. I have. Yeah. You. I have to get you on the show. You know, you overdo. And overdue. Don,
2: and you Don Tree, you keep keeping on. Don't don't let nobody just scares you because it's not easy out here. I hear you. Thank you, uh, Ms. Parker. All right. Mm -hmm. And I love all of you all. All right. I will be on the show for the festival.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Okay? (laughs) All All right. right.
2: Have a blessed day,
1: y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Ms. Billy Parker. Hey, you guys go up there and support her, you know, Black Wall Street Market. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, we're going to take a uh, break, and we're going to come right back. You're on the Bobby Eden Show, where we tell our stories our way. You can dial that number, 646-716-5525, and don't forget to press that one button. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do. We'll be right back, so stick around.
4: Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground
3: Tree Studios, They're a one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com That's the letter U T-R-E-E-P dot com As well as finding us on Facebook Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree And you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202 202- Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is 10-minute consultation, and we can have you hooked up. Peace. Searching for ways to grow your business, or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community, the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start.
2: Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering,
3: workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsaMidtown at gmail.com
4: if your credit starts with a three four five or six this is for you did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit you can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates along with paying high car insurance and it may be costing you that job that you really want what are you waiting on Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. I do it big, okay, you better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me.
1: Tulsa, Oklahoma, stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live.
0: We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full service media company
4: providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform
1: at eatonmediaservices.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the all-new all KBOB, KBOB 89.9 FM, black-on-black black community. Break, 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 break it
1: down. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. Ah, yeah. Welcome back to the Bobby Eaton Show. And like they said, we tell stories our way. And we have the lovely Miss Don Tree in the building. And, and yes, yes. We've Still been here. talking about a lot of stuff, you know, and covering a lot of areas. Of life, you know, in general, and uh, yeah, it's like medicine to me. Yeah, it is food. Mm-hmm. You know, getting fed, this belly just getting big. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, uh, I Natural love vegetables. I, le- yeah, I love talking about black issues and black people, and uh, what we can do to improve, to go forward, mm-hmm. you know, and stop the hate. Yes. You know, because there's a lot of hate in our community amongst ourselves. Right. And I think that's a learned. Uh, Taught behavior Mm -hmm. that comes goes back as far as slavery. Right, you know, slave master used to make us whip each other and beat each other. Mm -hmm. You know, so we got to understand that and start loving each other again because Mm -hmm. the division is there between uh, black men and black women. You know, we're not loving each other like we once loved each other here in the United States of America.
3: And love for me it doesn't mean sex.
1: You no, know, I don't. I say, don't mean sex. You know that
3: it's about supporting and
1: mm-hmm.
3: when you have a skill set and you can introduce that to
1: someone and help them. In some when you way. can, when you can care for someone without caring just for yourself, right? And you can really care for them in a way in a godly
2: like a, a godly
1: like way. You know uh, what they say, agape love or whatever. Yes. And you can care for them and your buddies and your friends, mm-hmm. and you can just really feel that person. Right. Rather than always dependent upon sex, See, Sometimes we get hung up on the sex.
3: Agape love is that unconditional love.
1: Unconditional love. Aleo love is that brotherly love. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah there you go. You know, and uh, we can start loving each other again because it's so much division between black men and black women today. You know, and by I, design. It's and it's by design. Yeah, it's by design, and a lot of brothers are incarcerated. Sixty-eight percent of the prison system. Are black males, mm-hmm. you know, and we're only fourteen percent of the United States of America.
3: And I was recently at the Smithsonian in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, the African American Smithsonian, and they talk about Angola. Angola. Which Angola, yeah. which is a big prison, and oh yeah, and I didn't even know about it. I think you it's never knew Louisiana. about Angola
1: in Louisiana. Yeah, I was yeah, and it's even
3: called after an African country. Mm-hmm. Like, how disrespectful is that? Yeah, and it's the biggest prison.
1: And how's the most African-American, African-Americans. It's crazy. Right down there in Angola.
3: Angola. It's
1: brothers in prison for, for minimal crimes. Mm-hmm. Little bitty things that they did. And they couldn't get out because they didn't have the finances.
3: Right. To get can't out. Can't post bail. Can't post
1: bail. They need $150 just right. to get out of jail.
3: And they in their so- Can't
1: do it, so they transfer them on to prison. Mm-hmm. Prison At, pipeline.
3: Now you know that ain't right.
1: You know it's not right, you know. Oklahoma, the most incarcerated females in the nation. Mm-hmm. Right here in Oklahoma. Right. You know. And now
3: that they're legalizing marijuana everywhere. Oh,
1: so my goodness. They
3: need to automatically release those in prison, I, in I, jail. I, I
1: think so, for too. For petty crimes. Big crimes. They got guys in there who got busted for marijuana spending 10 years. You know, and they they've been in there and they've done... Three or four years. Right. They need to go and let them out. Yeah, and I know they you know. pardon
3: quite a few, but they mm-hmm. need to pardon
1: Quite more. a few more. More. Yeah, just go and let them. let them out, you yeah. know, and that's something that they need to do. Well, you know, it's the system. That's yeah. That's the way they can control. Because, so see, here in Oklahoma, we have a lot of privately owned prisons. Mm. Owned by private people And they got to keep those prisons full In order to make that money which they get from the government
3: And I know know? Ava DuVernay had a film uh, Called what 13th Amendment And Mm -hmm. she talks a lot about that Mm -hmm. And I know she talked Semi-recently while Trump Has been in office and she said a lot of those Things have changed Uh, The laws have innately changed
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Through This new administration Uh, But also I recently got into law school at the University of Oklahoma. Oh, so, so you, you're taking it up now? Uh, in the summer, I will start. I've been accepted. And so, I will, it's an indigenous, indigenous people's law program. And so, I never saw myself being a lawyer. Do you want to get into that? This, really? I mean, I, I really, at this point, I can't even see myself practicing it as an actual lawyer. But to know that information uh, in the judicial system, I feel like that's key in order to fight this oppression that we are under and have been under. And if you look mm, back into history, you know, interesting a lot of the change comes you. from the judiciary. I
1: never knew you would want to go in that direction, but right. wow.
3: But, you know, I have, I have a business side, I have an analytical side, but then I also have this very creative side. Okay. And a lot of my art is spawned from social and economic issues.
1: That's why I create. Yeah, and we need that representation. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a lot of it. You know, very few attorneys and very few uh, people who can help us.
3: Right. You see you the know, same ones over same and over. Ones, and taking, on,
1: taking on all the cases.
3: And through that, their mental health is probably not the best either. Mm-hmm. So we have to diversify and fight the system in different ways. Not, you know, we'll see what God leads me to do. But I definitely need that knowledge.
1: Yeah. Well, you're going to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time. Oh. Well, you know, you, you go, you're you young. And Slow so, and steady.
3: Guy yeah. Troop, who just opened the Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge, he oh, just yeah. said this out of his mouth. And this is the reason why I love the turtle, too, and the, the story behind the turtle, tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. Slow and steady wins the race.
1: Yeah. And speaking of that Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge, mm-hmm. Guy Troop and my brother, Dwight Eaton, uh, went down. They had a concept. You know, and the concept was coffee shop, social sh- place where you can get culture as well, mm-hmm. and all that. You got a lot of artwork down there. Yeah, you know, truth commission me to do yeah. some art on the wall. Mm-hmm. you got so a lot of that down that. there. So I kind of go down there every day, at least for a few minutes. Okay. And sit and drink a cup of coffee and get on the computer mm-hmm. and socialize with whoever's in there.
3: And it's on Greenwood.
1: Right there on the heart of Greenwood. That's and where. It's, Greenwood. That's where it's at. You know. So you need to go on down there. Yeah, you right know. behind Lefty's. Right, right next door, right mm-hmm. there. You know, so just need to go down there and do that. Well, look here. We're coming to the close of the show, and uh, I want to thank uh, each and every one of you who tuned in, who listened. And, uh, hey, Don, glad you could come out, your busy schedule, <laughs> spend some time with us. Well, thanks for inviting me,
3: really. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, and, and we're going to uh, get you back.
3: The conversation yeah. was easy. Yeah, it was easy. For your
1: questions. Yeah, and, it was easy. And, yeah. hey, you know, we're going to get you back up in there.
3: At first, I was like, two hours. Yeah, you said, like, whoa, everybody, two <laughs> hours, you know. But, but that's just, over with. It was very smooth. It everybody was smooth very smooth and quick.
1: over with. Yeah. So thanks for coming out, okay?
3: Oh, yeah. And maybe uh, check me out on Facebook or yeah, uh, t- Instagram.
1: Yeah, tell us how to get in touch.
3: Underground Tree is my uh, handle on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then also... uh Underground Tree Studios on Facebook. Okay. And Artista Dawn Tree on Facebook. So feel free to reach out.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, then. Okay?
3: Yeah. Thank you.
1: All right. You've been on the Bob Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. 12 to 2 on Saturday. And this Saturday, Vanessa Hall Harper Show premieres. And today, uh, the Valley Morning Show every morning, 7 Tune in and, hey, until the next time, we want you to have a good one and stay black.